This week, we'll be talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale, plus we're discussing the latest Star Wars news. All of this and more are taking place in the Resistance HQ. Hey there, movie fans, and welcome to In the Resistance HQ podcast, a Star Wars and Marvel podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing all things Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll also be chatting about this week's Star Wars news. Before I start, I would like to remind you guys to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It really helps us out. And check out our Instagram at In the Resistance HQ and our Twitter at Resistance HQ Pod. Also, don't forget to visit my YouTube channel, Ashmet Productions. Um, okay, so we're back. Finally, after what um six months so it no it was it was five. february actually it's been four yeah, months five months five months. Yeah. yeah 22nd of february i just checked oh yeah yeah february so four months which is bad even for us but um i've noticed we are now uh movie fans hey they're movie fans yes yeah well since well, we're now movie fans in the star wars and marvel podcast because i figured yeah. every episode we were discussing marvel so I just, I just thought I'd, I'd change it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah, we've been, we've had exams, so we haven't been doing anything, but we're going to, we're going to try to do more episodes now. Um, knowing us, we're going to say we'll do that and then never do another one for like six more months. But um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, be fun. Weekly. Weekly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we're, on, we're on holiday now because we finished. We've got early yeah, holiday. So go us. But yeah, we're back. Um, but you know, oh. I was speaking to my French friends, and he doesn't even have exams. He was on holiday three weeks before us. I was like, "What?" Well, yeah, because they do the um, they don't do their exams until eighteen in France. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. We're one of the only countries that does major exams at sixteen. Yeah, they basically have three years of um sixth form. Yeah. So they do exams Lucky. before that. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're, lots happened in the last few months. Um, but we're back. We're going to be discussing all of it, well, mm-hmm. some of it, because we've, we've had we'd have, we had Star Wars celebration earlier this month, which we completely we? missed. Yeah, I didn't even know exactly. Um, YouTube would have covered that. So one of our new segments today is just going to go with the announcements from that. Okay. And there's quite a few good ones actually. Um, but yeah, I suppose we should probably just hop straight into the news of the week. That's not how the force works. Amazing. Every word of what you just said is wrong. I need both of us to die to bring us this information. Look, I can't hold forever. If you reach him, tell him Leia has an urgent message for him about his mother. Good job. Let's go. Yeah. So our first news story is was starting with a Kenobi news story today, um, and it's about Kenobi season two. 
So oh, I should season just say two. I haven't heard of this. Yet. I should just I say beforehand. Um, this bit will probably contain spoilers for the finale, and then you know the whole show will contain spoilers for Kenobi. So if you haven't watched it yet, then um, go and watch Watching. it. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, so this is a quote from um, Kathy Kennedy that she made about yeah. a week ago now. Um, oi. So she was she was in an interview. Um, and she said, uh, so when asked about season two with Entertainment Weekly, she said, it's certainly something we talk about, Kennedy told Entertainment Weekly, mainly because everybody came together and had such an incredible time. Ewan had an incredible time. Hayden had an incredible time. So certainly from that point of view, everyone involved would love to see this not end. But we have to really spend our time asking the question, why would we do it? If we would decide to do more with the Obi-Wan Kenobi character, we'd really have to answer the question, why? Um, Money. <laughs> McGregor's also yeah, McGregor's also commented that he he'd like to have another season. Um and I also heard a comment from Kathleen Kennedy about how um if it, basically if it's something the fans really want, then it's something that they're gonna look into. Um so it's it's looking pretty positive for Kenobi season two. Um, I think it will happen. I think it will definitely happen. The way they left season one, they left it quite wide open. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Quite gone. Yes, because he, he said we, we've got we've got a way to go or something. So mm, they yeah. left it in such a way that theoretically, yeah, they could just end it there and not have another season. That'd be fine. Or they but could also, also be very easy to pick up the story. Yes, yeah. So they, they did a they ended it in a good way. It's not like you know with Fallen Order where they ended it on a massive cliffhanger. It's like yeah, okay, there's going to be another one probably. It's like it it could go either way, um, and either way it goes would make the ending look fine. Did they leave it on a cliffhanger? What? Um, Fallen Order. Sort no, I of, remember. yeah. No, 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 because they destroyed the the holo- uh, holocron, didn't they? Did they? Yes. Well, Cal oh. did. It's did you even a... finish it? Just. It's what, been... did you think, what did you think happens at the end? I thought he got the holocron and then they like flew off. No, he, he stabbed the holocron with his lightsaber. That does ring a bell, actually. Yeah, my defense has been an, it's been a year and a half since I finished it. Oh, and I try I've tried to blank fall and order out my memory. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> um, I won't go off on another. We we we're going to talk a bit about fall and order later. So I'll go off on a fall and order rant then. Oh, it's still Star Wars, not like it it's is. Marvel. Um, yeah, but because the introduction of Qui Gon and stuff and um, Obi Wan kind of coming and saying hi to Luke and yeah, it, they left it open certainly. Yeah. I'm not sure what they do with it though, because that's true. They've done they've done Darth Vader, and I don't think done, they were yeah. ever going to encounter again. No, definitely not. The way the way uh, they wrapped it with Obi Wan and Darth Vader, I really like that. We'll get onto all of this later, but like I don't think they would have a lot of content. Yeah, with... and they close the they close the Leia and Obi Wan storyline. Yeah, I think it, but they left they left Reva open, didn't yeah. they? Because yeah, they did, they did, and it, it could be something to do, I think, with Reaver and Kenobi. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I think that's where they could go. There. But I, I personally really want a Kenobi season two. I mean, I think who doesn't? Yeah, I think everyone, you know, I've seen a few people saying bad things about it, but not not many. Um, I, I do think, think the show's bad, but for the first four episodes, it was a bit, it was a bit underwhelming, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm trying to speak about Kenobi without speaking about Kenobi here, which is quite difficult. Why? 
Well, because we're going to talk about Kenobi later. Oh, okay. We're gonna so okay. I, don't want, I don't want to speak about, you know, don't want to ruin our, yeah. our content. Mm-hmm. I guess we, okay. probably, we should probably move on to the next yeah, episode, we'll we? Yeah. Uh, so this is, we're just going to do a quick roundup of everything now that came out of Star Wars Celebration, which was earlier this month. Uh, yeah, late May, I think. Um, so, first of all, obviously the big stuff about Cassian Andor. Did you see the, you saw the Andor trailer, didn't you? I think I, I said have, I don't remember a lot of it though. Yeah, I don't remember much of it either. Um, it looked awesome though. Was Cassian even in it? I didn't see, I don't, yeah, he I was, don't remember I think it. so. Oh, okay. Um, it's coming out 31st of August, so about two months away now. Really not long. Well, I hope it's long because that's near the end of our summer holiday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, two months away. That is that is the last day of my summer holiday, actually, because I start school next year on the 1st. What are you going to some posh mm. school? Yeah, shut up. Um, but, uh, oh, you know K2SO isn't going to be in season one? Um, he isn't. He isn't, no. I don't really care to be honest. No, but he was cool. I did like him. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have rewatched Rogue One recently. I've been watching all I've watched all the except solo the Star Wars movies. Even even uh, the sequels. Oh yeah, also except the sequels because I, I couldn't say, bring myself to do it. I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean you you rewatching the sequels, that's that's uh, Who do you think I am? Exactly. I mean you've made progress, you now admit they exist, which is better than where you were two years ago. Well, I don't know. Don't they don't, don't exist in my head, really? Don't don't um relapse, Joe. We made progress. You're doing well. Um. So obviously, big news from Cassian Andor. Um. So third season of Mando will Ooh. be coming in early 2023. No. Oh. So I'm assuming spring 2023. Um, we were originally told it would be. Well, spring's like halfway through the year. Well, I think it's going to be like March time, February, March. Yeah, yeah. I think we were originally going to be, it was said it was going to be, was due originally to be like Christmas 2021 or something. And then they delayed it because of Boba Fett. Well, so they basically did the Lego Star Wars. <laughs> Pardon? They finally released that. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait to play that. I still need to get my yeah, hands on it. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they make it so expensive, though. It is a Lego game. Because people will pay it, basically. Yeah, but I mean, it's for children. It is. Um, but I just, I, ha- I, didn't, I didn't buy it originally just because... Um... Exams for me. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, we'll see. But I, I can't wait for... Because there's been... I think at Star Wars Celebration, there was... Um, they did show the Matiza trailer, but obviously it was a celebration exclusive trailer, so we have. Didn't they seen do it. that for Ahsoka as well? They did that for Ahsoka, yeah. I don't like that. It's like it's annoying, like, like rewarding anyone who lives near it, basically. Yeah. Um, but on the subject of Ahsoka, we did we did hear from Ahsoka, and we saw that. So we did hear, and there was the footage. I think I sent it to you, of. You know the mural at the end of Rebels with all of them on there? Yes, yes. yes. And it was... so A live-action version of that. Yes, it was live-action. Yeah, you yeah. had Sabine's face. It. I you had, had um, Natasha Leo Bordoza. I think that's what she's called. Play, yeah, Natasha Leo Bordoza. 
Bordizo. Um, you had her face in it. She, I think she's going to be a really good Sabine. She looks really like her. Is she the person who we... Th- no, it can't. No, yeah, I remember when we thought that she was going to be in Mando season two. That was... um, No, that was... What, Sabine was going to be in Mando season two? Yeah. Yeah, it was um, Sasha Banks. Yeah. Sasha Banks, who we thought long, was going to be How long her. ago did that come out? That must have been... Mando like, season two? Yeah, like a year ago. It was... Mando season, Mando season two was finished a year and a half ago. Wow. So we would have done that piece about two years ago. Two, not two I years ago. I can't believe no, it. Would have, it would have been October 2020. October 2020. So it was around that sort of time. I've just yeah. put on the, on the show notes a picture, picture of Natasha Libodozio. So take a look at that, see what you think. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she looks good, doesn't she? Yeah, I can she? see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, she looks really like her as well. Mm-hmm. I'm super looking forward to it. Um, I mean, obviously, I would have loved someone like um, Chloe Bennett to play her. You know, <laughs> I would, I would cast Chloe Bennett for anyone if I could. Like, you know, yeah. If she doesn't Mace make Win- an... Mace Windu, <laughs> Yoda, yeah. <laughs> On a, like, if Chloe Bennett doesn't make an appearance in Star Wars at some point, I'm going to be well annoyed. Apparently, those people have been fan casting as Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra. Oh, just... Afra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I only know her because I watch videos on yes. YouTube about comics. I don't read them. Yeah, no, I, I don't read the comics either, but I've seen people talk about her. Um, if I, There's been rumours, you know, that Chloe Bennett's going to come back um, as Daisy in Secret Invasion, which would be awesome. What's that? It's a um, Marvel TV show coming out next year, maybe late this year. Um, okay, I don't really care about Marvel anymore. It's kind of falling off for me. Like, um, what do you mean? Because there's just so much. Yeah, ever since ever since Loki, I think. I think the problem with Marvel now and and Hawkeye is just not that great anymore. The problem with Marvel now is because it used to be the movies, right? You'd have I don't know three, four, five movies a year, and that was all right. But three, now you've got where are you getting that? Now you've got three, four, five movies a year plus three or four TV shows. There's just so much. I I don't know where you're getting the three, four, five movies a year from. We had four movies for Marvel last year, didn't we? No. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, 2021. 2021, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternal, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there was due to be five. But it doesn't really count, really. They're not movies. Uh, What aren't movies? Um, Like like Shang-Chi... They were movies, weren't they? Uh, Eternals. They, they don't count. Movies. No, they do count. count. No. My, my point is it's becoming oversaturated. Yeah, I agree. Far too oversaturated. Um, it's like Kathleen Kennedy is doing it. What do you mean? How was Kathleen Kennedy oversaturating Star Wars? We had one Star Wars thing last year. And no, two... no, 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 no. I so mean, she's just ruined. One Star Wars she's thing. She's ruined, isn't it? She's ruined. She ruined the sequel. She ruined did, everything. Did you, did you not watch Kenobi? And yeah, Boba but she, Fett. she she wasn't Boba Fett wasn't and Bad Batch and Mando season two and Mando season one and but she didn't do anything with those. She have you seen, she she, she have did seen the, sequels. Joe Joe, <laughs> she did the same amount with all of those TV shows you love as she did with the sequels. She did the same amount. Kathleen Kennedy had the same amount to do with Obi Wan Kenobi 
as she did with the Last Jedi. I don't know. I'm, I have so to, you can't you have can't blame. To, her I'm going to have to check those facts. I don't think so, Petra. She actually the president of Lucasfilm. Of course she did. You can't blame her for the Last Jedi, but then not well, give her credit for Obi Wan Kenobi. With um the sequels, she's all over the place. She's hiring director here, director there, director here. That's and then they, they don't have any vision. So then she realised she has to kind of step up her game. So she got Dave yeah. Filoni and yeah. So so she hired Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Yeah, she has. True. She had the same to do with Obi Wan Kenobi. That's the one thing Fett, she did. She she had the same to do with all those TV shows you love as she did with the sequels. You can't blame her for the sequels, but then not give her credit for Obi-Wan Kenobi. You can't do it, because she had the same to do. Which, well, I guess te- technically, you can, but you're wrong. <laughs> no. You are. Okay. You are. It's true. Give her credit for Soka as well, because, you know. Soka's not even now. Well, yeah, but it will be. <laughs> no, stop being so pedantic. Well, actually, it's not going to, apparently, it's only been shooting, it says here it's only been shooting for a few weeks, and I won't premiere until 2023, so that's kind of sad. Um, so imagine it'll, it'll be, well, if Mando is early 2023, then we're not likely to get a soak for about another year now, actually. Yeah, so it's so far in the, it's very far away. Yeah, it hasn't been shooting for long. So what's the coming up Star Wars shows? So, and or, um, yeah. first, I think we're due to be getting the Bad Batch, um, late this year, around December time. I think I will just check. Um, uh, let me see. <sighs> um, because that was, did you see the trailer of that? I did. Um, I remember because I. I because I messaged you, didn't I? Freaking out because it was um because Genji. Oh yeah, what is Genji again? Genji, the um Oh Genji, no the, the, the um the Wookiee from Yeah, the, isn't um, it Genji? The... I always said Genji, but it might be Genji. No, it's not Genji. It's not definitely not Genji. I thought it was, was Gonji or something. Genjo. Gunji. 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 That's it. I remember when you said to me it was Genji, I was like, nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on a sec. It says, oh, September 28th. Bad Batch will be September, September 28th. 28th. So not That's long good. after Andor. Mm-hmm. That's not long away at all. Yeah, because they got, they, they, they teased Gunji, which means hopefully we'll get the other one that will have survived as well. Mm-hmm. Which, that's gonna be cool, because we we always wonder what happened to those um those younglings, because they were did awesome. We? I did. I didn't. That's I love that arc. That's a great arc. Yeah, what happened? It was the yeah, decent arc. Decent arc. Yeah. They also mainly because of Ahsoka and Hondo. They also Hondo makes any art be- art better. Yeah. Like, it just they do. He, he was in he was in the Ondron one for a little bit and it carried it. Yeah, it did. Hondo's just he's he's the Jack Sparrow of Marvel of Star Wars. Agreed. Like if we don't get a live action Hondo played by Johnny Depp at some point, then they're doing something wrong. <laughs> you know? Like though he did say he'll never work with Disney again, which is kind of sad. Oh yeah. But I mean, in fairness, you can you can see from his perspective why he wouldn't. Yeah. Like, you know, but if we did get that at some point, I would honestly be so happy. 
Good yeah, also, also the return of also um, Kenobi, uh, not Kenobi, Cody, Commander Cody was teased in um, the Bad Batch trailer. He was teased. Yeah, he he, he was, was in, in it. it. Yeah, he, well, yeah, yeah, he was in it. Um, I don't know why I said teased. He he was in it basically. Yeah. Um, he I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I hope they show maybe some sort of conflict with him because I remember in. No, I don't think he's gonna stay with the Empire. I don't know. Back in. Back in the comics and legends he was he kind of like defected from the empire not he didn't like go to the side of the rebels he just chose to not fight for the empire anymore because he didn't like them yeah so i wonder if we and he was like really conflicted about killing kenobi so i wonder if we're gonna see something have you no that. no have you heard about what was going have you have you i don't i can't remember, actually, i don't know if it's canon or not but do you have you seen the i saw some video about um what Cody was thinking when he, he got the order to kill Kenobi. Yes, it was in, I think it's in the original Revenge of the Sith novel. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, he, and he, like, he was thinking, um, oh, why couldn't he have given me the order before I gave him? Yes, yeah, yeah. Life? That is Legends. Um, okay. Yeah, the original uh, Revenge of the Sith novel. But yeah, no, I've, I've seen that. That's, I love that little detail. Um, and then finally, big news, we also got something uh, to do with this thing called Skeleton Crew. Um, all we know about it is it is set in the time period as same time period as Mando and Ahsoka, and it will star Jude Law and center on a ragtag crew of children as they travel across the galaxy. Um, it's being so, sounds for children. I can't lie. That's what I thought as well. It's um, it's so, sounds, sounds like about, something Kathy would do. It's a story about a group of kids about 10 years old from a tiny little planet who get lost in the star wars galaxy um yeah it's it's as much however well feloni um so yeah so uh, so it's being created it was created by john watts who directed the spider-man movies um Which so that that's pretty promising the um the tom holland ones okay so he did and it says here there's a quote from um, Dave Filoni. So I'll read the paragraph through. Uh, Watson Ford, who Chris Ford, who also created it, um, also cautioned that, that although their protagonists are children, skeleton, skeleton crew is not necessarily a kid's show. Then this quote comes from Filoni, and I trust him more than anyone. It's as much of a kid's show as Clone Wars, Filoni added. I'm like, we cut people's heads oh. off in Clone Wars, so I'm not sure that's the best measure. Um, so, I, I, yeah. So that that's if Feloni. We're talking about Clone Wars season one or Clone Wars season. He just says Clone Wars. After three. He just says Clone Wars. So if well, then he talks about he says I'm like we cut people's heads off in Clone Wars, so I'm not sure that's the best measure. Um. So. It it um it sounds like it's not going to be if if Dave Filoni says it's not kiddie then I trust Dave Filoni to make sure it's not kiddie you know so that that looks like it could be interesting I'm waiting to reserve judgment on that no, it sounds like this is something they should have done in visions or something yes it I think there's gonna be vision season two as well mm-hmm. um yeah I'm I will be interested to see what that actually is whether or not it does end up just kind of being a kid's show and they're they're saying that it's not or if it's actually kind of cool. <clears throat> I, oh, yeah, I don't know. The thing that, the bit that interests me is that it's going to be set in the same time period as Mando and Ahsoka. So, because they're not, 
realistically, there's not much going on in the galaxy at that point that doesn't, you know, there's there's no wars or anything going on. Because well, it just sounds like they're getting lost. Yeah. But obviously there's got to be an antagonist. So I mean, I if it's know. in like the unknown regions. It, that's what I think they could do. Because it says they're from a tiny little planet and accidentally get lost. So it could be that actually they go into the unknown region. We discover stuff about the unknown regions, which would be really yeah. cool. And actually maybe they tie that into the origins of the First Order and stuff. It's, it's possible because it talks about little kids about 10 years old. So actually what I'm thinking, what that makes me think is... They were in Luke. No, <laughs> because this is set 20 years on from that. Yeah, I know, I'm not joking. Because the First Order took child soldiers, they abducted soldiers as kids and indoctrinated them. So could it potentially be that they are discovering the origins of the First Order and they, the First Order tried to capture them or something, take them as soldiers, and Jude Law's character becomes a ranking member of the First Order or something. Could it could it be going that way? Yeah, no, possibly. Um, so that, yeah, could be interesting. Maybe she becomes the the metal girl. Phasma? Yeah. That's an idea. Or was Phasma's origin... I think Phasma's origin might have been explored in the Phasma book. I need to read that. Oh, was, I've not read it. No, I haven't read it. Um, and then finally, uh, it, uh, Star Wars Celebration displayed uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And I'll read, this comes from, directly from Star Wars.com. Je- Star Wars Jedi Survivor picks up five years after the events of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Cal must stay one step ahead of the Empire's constant pursuit as he continues to feel the weight of being one of the last remaining Jedi in the galaxy. Developed by the veteran team at Respawn Entertainment, Jedi Survivor will expand upon iconic Star Wars stories, worlds and characters and thrilling combat first experience in Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is currently being built for the generation of gaming hardware to create a deeper and more expansive Star Wars experience for players worldwide when the game is launched in 2023 so we get a fallen order 2 whoopee doo um shut up i think it's great um it'll be i'm excited to see the story i'm not excited to play it <laughs> you don't like games i don't like playing games like this at all wait so uh the first one fallen order it, it was set five years after order 66 i thought it was 10 it might be five it might be 10, it might be I will five. check. Um, I will check because if it if it was five years, then that would make it around the time of Kenobi. It would place season two around time of Kenobi, yeah. And I, I was seeing rumors that um that the guy who plays Cal um had been cast in a live action thing. Obviously, those were very much just rumors, so there's a good chance it's not true. But I saw something about that, so I, I don't know. Um, when's it set? It is set, no, yeah, five years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Okay, yeah. So it places um, the next game literally the same time as, the same year as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you wonder if they may talk together. I guess that doesn't really mean anything, because we've already it doesn't seen mean Kenobi anything, no. and Cal isn't in it. Yeah, but, but Cal, has, Cal has a relationship with the Inquisitors and stuff, does he? So it's possible. Yeah. Maybe that. Hold on a sec. Could that actually be where Reaver's story picks up? That's the thought. Because Reaver. Well, I don't know if they do that in the game though. But Reaver is an ex-inquisitor. But the, the kind of people who would care about what happens to Reaver are the kind of people who would play the game. So, and Cal has quite a relationship with with the Inquisitors. 
and Reaver's trying to search for something else. But I don't think Reaver will become a major player in the future of the Galaxy. So putting her in a game would actually work quite well. So it's possible. Reaver I don't think miss. Reaver's trying to team up with a Jedi either. I don't think she's going. I don't think not. she's going to become a Jedi. No, I don't think she will. I don't either. think she's exactly dark. No. no, she's not. She's more grey now. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, so I'm going to play the game. I won't enjoy it, but <laughs> I'm just in it for the story, really. Um, what's your, what's your walkthrough? Is that a play, game playthrough? Pardon? Just watch a playthrough or something. Yeah, but I can't bother to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll play the whole thing on story mode. Um, I can't believe that. Shut up. I'll be on Jedi Grandmaster, whatever it is. You will be on Jedi Grandmaster, yeah. Um, so no, the first time I did it, I think I was on. I switched. I switched between Knight and Master. I switched between Story Mode and whatever the lowest one was. Second lowest one was Story Mode. Is oh, that's Knight. Was it? Yeah. So I switched between Knight and Story Mode. Okay, um, there was one with the meeting. I can't remember where we were. Um, so we're just going to... Jump... You, you asked me if I want to talk about Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about Doctor Strange? Maybe maybe for a little bit. Okay. But I don't think there's a lot to talk about. Um, no, I can't bother to talk about Doctor Strange. We've, we spent enough time on the news as it is. I think, well, I think Doctor Strange was okay, a big... Disappointment? Three out of ten for me. Big what? Three out of ten. It was... Same with Doctor Strange, but I... I don't think it was that great. It wasn't a bad movie. It was just hyped it up. Was. It was hyped up to be much more than it actually was. Like, we all thought it was going to be much better than it was. Like, Marvel Marvel advertised it in a very different way to what it ended up being. Yeah, I agree. Like, it wasn't... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, it didn't feel like a Doctor Strange movie. Like, Doctor Strange was just kind of like a catalyst. It would have been like calling Spider-Man No Way Home... A Doctor Strange movie. Why didn't they just make it Wonder 2? I mean, Wonder, which yeah. is a new Wonder movie. Or America Chavez movie or whatever. Like, yeah. It, Doctor Strange had about as much to do with the plot as he did in No Way Home. Like, he was just a bit irrelevant. Yeah. Like, if you I, look you, at... I thought the timing of the movie was so bad as well. Yeah. Like, if you look at how much Doctor Strange changed as a person, developed and stuff in Doctor Strange 1... And then you look at how much he changed in Doctor Strange 2. There's nothing. He didn't change in Doctor Strange 2. He's the exact same person at the beginning of the end. There was the only no person who changed was Wanda. And, well, I guess, yeah. I mean, America Chavez technically changed because she came into the MCU. No one cares about America. <laughs> I kind of liked her. She was all right. You know what? I remember hearing this, but I don't know if it's true. Um, the Doctor Strange 2 movie was banned... In I think it must it's like Saudi Arabia because of America's lesbian parents. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, there's. Oh, no, it was um. What was it? What movie was? Oh, it was Lightyear, the new Buzz Lightyear movie that was banned in like China and Saudi Arabia and Dubai or something because like two men kiss at one point in it or two women yeah. or something. And this, so this, this reminds me of when. Um, Disney shrank the uh, the uh, the China uh, shrank Finn yeah in the, the Chinese version of some post. In, fa- in fairness to Disney, in that one, they did also shrink Poe and Chewbacca massively. 
Like it wasn't just the same poster, but it was smallish fin. Like it was a different poster. They shunk Poe and Chewie massively. Okay. In, in fairness to Disney, they did they did do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, we've got we're gonna see uh, Love and Thunder next week, aren't we? Are we? Yeah. It's next week. I thought it was the eighth. Yeah, it is. That's next week. What? No, it's not. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking it was two Monday. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Um, did you pay me for that? I did. That you did. I did. Okay. Yes. I remember, I remember, remember. I came into the classroom and. Yes. Yes. Um. Yes, because Jawad wasn't paying me yet, was he? Um. Okay. Cool. Um. Right. So. Yeah. Um. I guess we we can't be bothered to do impression of the week and quote of the week this week. No. Um. In fact, no. I tell you what, we'll do a quote of the week okay. very quickly. literally yeah just a hello there from the end of Kenobi. um yeah hello there that's it that's quote of the week you and i both knew what it was thank you very what much you think of thinking of that as well yeah that's exactly what i was gonna do yeah okay yeah okay cool that was quote of the week now on to our main section i think that's the fastest we've ever done a quote of the week that's impressive so um yeah i guess we'll just move on to kenobi then all right kenobi you will be a jedi i promise over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace, justice, and the old. Show me again the power of the darkness. The shroud of the dark side has fallen. Begun. Become. I am the father. And I. I'm the Jedi. And little things died. You were the chosen one! You were sent to you the smallest and not join them! So, so Okay, you go. No, you, you, go. no you go first. You go no, first. no, no, no. I didn't actually have something to say. I was just making something up. You go on. Right, so um, the finale. What were your, what were your thoughts? For the finale? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I think at the beginning there were like ten, like five, ten minutes where not really much was happening. Happening, they were like, "Oh, Kenobi, no, don't go. We're gonna fight them as a team." But then Kenobi eventually goes, mm-hmm. and Leia's not very happy about it. Once, and then and then it really starts off when Darth Vader and Kenobi have the the duel. The initial initial confrontation. Yes. At the beginning, where Darth Vader's like, "Have you come to destroy me or something?" Obi Wan's yeah. like, "I will do what I must." Revenge of the Sith. They literally, they literally quoted it from. Yeah. I, honestly, I want to. No, 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 no. And okay. then Darth Vader hits us with the good old 
Twilight of the Apprentice, I think that's what it calls what it's called. Um where he goes, then you will die. Is that Twilight? I've got that shivers really... down my spine when that happens. I said that was that was that Twilight of the Apprentice? I thought that was Avengers of the Sith. No, no, when you he in the Roger of the Sith he says, um, you will try. Oh, okay. Yeah. Honestly, can we just talk for a minute about the aesthetic of that planet? Like honestly, with the rocks there and on that on that kind of planescape with the moon yeah. behind it. Yeah. And you had like the clash wow. of the blue of the blue and the red. And just one thing I particularly noticed in this series, which I hadn't noticed before, when Kenobi and Vader fight, they I think they've done a slightly different effect on the lightsabers. Because you know when they the, the lightsabers strike each other, they're just the colours from that. It just the aesthetic of it with these two kind of most famous Star Wars characters just on that plane with the moon behind it and the dark and the clash of the red and blue. Honestly, it was beautiful. Like, I'd, I'd say that duel in terms of aesthetics was quite possibly one of the best we've ever seen in Star Wars, if not the best. No, definitely. I don't know about it. the best. I know one duel that is the best in Star Wars. No, not... not. And we know what it is. What, the Avengers of the Sith one? Yes. I, I don't mean in terms of... I just mean the aesthetic of it. Um, Not just the actual fighting. I mean, it's the best in terms of the aesthetic, I think. Well, like the atmosphere. Yeah, and just the looks of it and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's got so much weight behind it. It has, yeah. Best friends. Who, and Anakin's point of view. I don't know. I don't know what is what is Darth Vader thinking that Obi Wan. He hates him because of what he did to him, or he hates him because Obi Wan failed him. I think he hates him because Obi-Wan failed him and also because he burned him alive and just because Obi-Wan's a Jedi and Anakin's Oh, yeah, maybe Sith. maybe a little bit because he burned yeah. him alive. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I think also just because Obi-Wan's a Jedi and Anakin's a Sith and he kind of has to hate him. Sith. Well, no, well, no, because he went, he, he dismissed, like, a ship full of 20, no, like 50, 50 Jedi and their families, younglings. Force-sensitive, Force-sensitive yeah. children. It for just for Obi Wan, yes, yeah. There's there's obviously emotional weight behind it. So I th- I think you've got Anakin thinking think uh, Anakin hates him because Anakin's in there. Yeah, he hates him, but as much as Darth Vader won't admit it, Anakin hates yes. him because of um how he he thinks that Obi Wan um betrayed him. Yeah, and you got Darth Vader hating him because of what he put him in. Yeah, exactly. Which is the Darth Vader suit. Yeah, but I think it was. It was just, it was a really beautiful draw. And then Obi-Wan, when he comes out of the, um, he comes out of the, the pit and he does all that thing with the rock and he's just so overpowered, like in a good way yeah. though. Like that is like, is that the most powerful we've ever seen Kenobi? I definitely, I think it is because I think up that's until the, then. That's the biggest single display of power we've yeah. ever seen him. Up until then in, in the Clone Wars, he's been um, like conflicted with, <sighs> And held back by like the politics of a Jedi yes. in the war, and in the for the majority of the Kenobi show before that moment, he's been conflicted with and held back kind of by um, Anakin. And in that moment, yeah. he was able to like kind of accept what he did to him, and he fills in his mind with positive feel, moments, which was Leia. Yes, I feel like part of that power came from the fact that. Obi-Wan had something to draw on. Like, he wasn't capable of that during the Clone Wars because he hadn't... He, he'd had... At that point, Obi-Wan had 10 years sitting around considering his failures. Yeah. And he'd suddenly found something worth fighting for again. And yeah. in the Clone Wars, he'd kind of become numb to... Ev- not numb to everything, but he'd 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the only thing... Like he, ha- he had that relationship, not really related, but he had those feelings for Satine, but he was so held back by the Jedi and their yes, and I think dogmatic the th- views. The only thing that really made, would have made him like that and the thing was, would have been trying to save Satine. But I think he, 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 he didn't have... He lost everything there, there was in, always in f- the Clone Wars. It was almost like there was a fallback during the Clone Wars. There was always another Jedi to take over. Yeah. Whereas now it was just him. There were no clones. There were no other Jedi. It was just him and Vader. And I think also, I think before, something, you, you to, around, yeah. something to fight for. In the, in the duel at the end of Avengers of the Sith, there wasn't, he was fighting for the freedom of the galaxy, but it wasn't concentrated on one person or thing, if that makes sense. Mm. Whereas here it was, it was concentrated on a person and or thing. Yeah. So it, it gave him that ability. I think also before the rock moment, um, he was fighting Darth Vader to end it, to kill. He, he, as he said, either him or Darth Vader is going to die. Yeah. He wanted to end it. But after, I think he realised that he doesn't need to kill Vader. Once he won, he didn't kill Vader because, I mean... There it is. I thought it was an interesting move on Kenobi's part to not kill Vader. Now, this is obviously taking it in the universe. Yeah, not with out of universe. Like he obviously couldn't kill Vader because Vader. And the canon alive. reason why he yes. didn't kill Vader. Yes. Like, yeah, not the out of universe. We all know the out of universe. We do. I think in universe, it w- it was an odd move because Kenobi could have saved so much. I think that's why they made the mask break, and that because that was seeing Anakin in there was what. If the mask hadn't broken, I think Kenobi probably would have killed him. But I think having yeah. seeing Anakin make Kenobi go, I, and you know, knowing he was taking care of Anakin's daughter, made him go, I can't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. I thought it was interesting how Obi Wan still he, he gave up on hope of there being good left in Anakin. Yeah. At that point, Obi Wan decided that there was no good left in him, and it turned out Obi-Wan and he was still wrong, didn't but, kill him though. Yes, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, this isn't, I didn't, um, when, when I first, when I first watched that scene, I was like, I was like, oh, come on, everyone, just kill him, just kill him, obviously, yeah. no, he couldn't kill him, but, um, I was thinking that, but I was, I was like, oh, no, he's a brother, but, um, I was watching some channel, some Star Wars channel about the, the finale, I can't remember who it was, but he, he said it was like, um, Obi-Wan, he beat, he beat Darth Vader twice at this point, he doesn't need to kill him, it's like, Darth Vader, he's thinking that he might not even come after him again because he's just been completely embarrassed twice and he's just not even a threat to Obi-Wan anymore, at least yeah. in Obi-Wan's mind. But I mean, to be honest, there wasn't much of a fight this time because the first half, Vader was dominating and the second half... Um, Obi-Wan was. He Obi-Wan was on the offensive, which was yeah. very weird. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. That second... He was but, much like Anakin in that because, second bit. Because, he like it showed well, even, that he overcame everything. Even at, even at the start of the first bit, he was Obi Wan started on the offensive. Obi Wan made the first move, right? And here's an interesting point I want to pick up on. Obi Wan's lightsaber form is Suresu Form Three. Yeah. Form he adopted. This is this is an interesting point. I really want. I actually really want to expand on this for a second. So 
in in the phantom menace everyone used form four um ataru which is a form that focuses on kind of um acrobatic technique it focuses on offense it focuses well, not necessarily focuses on offense but it uses one's body and one's is that what anakin uses attack. anakin uses form five gem so oh, okay, okay. So there's in, within form five there's there's shien which is what uh plo kun uses then there's gem so gem so is the more attacking version of it shien is slightly more defensive but still attacking mm. um luke uses i think luke uses form five as well he uses the same what plo kun not anakin uh, no, he's Luke uses Gemso. So um, Ataru was used by Ahsoka. It was used by Yoda. It was used by Qui Gon. And in the Phantom Menace, um, Obi Wan uses Ataru. After Qui Gon's death, though, he switches to Cerezo. He focuses in on his defense because in in the Phantom Menace, Obi Wan was much more like Anakin. He was much more hot headed. He was much more passionate. Yeah. And come episode two and episode three, Obi Wan is much more reserved. He's the more archetypal Jedi. He has switched to form three, showing his defense, showing his kind of connection to the Jedi Order. And it, that defense was what helped him beat Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, tiring Anakin out. However, in this, Obi Wan, he switches to much more attacking. I wouldn't quite say it, it was more like Gemso rather than Atari, but he uses back, he goes back to his Atari techniques. He doesn't use Serasio at all. There is no defense from everyone. There's solidly attack. And I think they yeah. really use that to symbolize how everyone has, he has grown apart from the Jedi. Yeah. He, you know, even, even though the Jedi Order had gone, he could still have kind of remained loyal to their philosophy. He's grown apart. He is merely seeking here to win and to protect at whatever cost, mm-hmm. because he has nothing else to fight for he doesn't have the jedi order to fight for and he has switched from that loyal defensive to that aggressive attacking which i think that that's a really key representation of this scene and actually obi-wan's character development at some point and i think that it was very notable in the thing obi-wan attacked he did not defend he didn't take his huge defense he didn't fight like he did in the um the Avengers of the Sith fight scene. He fought like Anakin did in the Avengers of the Sith fight scene. He was yeah. aggressive, he was attacking. He made the first move, which we never see Obi-Wan doing. We never mm. see Obi-Wan just going for and making the first move. You know, he was he was properly hammering Darth Vader. He was doing, he was doing the pointed strikes. Obi-Wan was was doing, you know, where they thrust forward directly into yeah. their opponents, stabbing. Yeah. We never see Obi-Wan do stabbing no. motion. We see him, his his pose is standing back, is protecting. Obi-Wan was not protecting here. Obi-Wan was attacking, mm-hmm. which is really, really interesting from Obi-Wan's character perspective because that's just not him. That's not the Obi-Wan we saw in the Clone Wars. That's not the Obi-Wan we saw in Avengers of the Sith, even at the end of Avengers of the Sith. You know, Obi-Wan is still, at the end of Avengers of the Sith, Obi-Wan is fighting. He says it. he's fighting for democracy. He's fighting for an ideal. Obi-Wan is always... He's not fighting for the Force. Yeah. Right Obi-Wan has always in his life been confined by fighting for an ideal here he was in not politics, fighting for an ideal yeah. he was fighting for leia and for luke that's what that fight was about it was the avengers yeah. fight was about protecting the galaxy Owen was protecting something mm-hmm. you know here he was saving something he was he was he was saving a person two people actually and he reflected that in the transition and his his almost transition back to his reckless younger days when he was more like Anakin, which I think was actually, when you look at just that, the way Deborah Chow would have probably deliberately choreographed him to have that fighting technique is just mm. like, it's genius. And I know I've gone off on a bit of one about this. And I've got some more to say about I make, that, by the way. I make no apologies because I just think 
that detail from going to the the attacking to the defensive to the attacking is just so key for everyone's character. And I think it was amazing to see. It was honestly amazing to see. And I think his decision to go on the attack because he's protecting someone, not a cause that the Jedi or Jedi have nothing to do with. Um, he's protecting Luke and Leia. It's a perfect transition into um, Alec Guinness, Obi Wan. Yes, yeah. We're in. We're in Rebels. He um, Darth Maul. He fig- he um, figures out that uh, Obi Wan is there. Yes, and he's protecting sorry, sorry, someone. Can I just? Can I just? Oh, no, come on, come no, on. the Rebels one. Just on top of the Rebels one. We see at the start of this duel, he does the Cerasi pose, the two forward. When he, you know, that's when what he, I'm gonna say. This is what I'm gonna say. But in yes, I think I think we're, no, you say it, you say it, you say. It. What's your point? What's your point? Okay. So um, again, when he's when Darth Maul he figures out that um, Obi Wan is there to protect a person, and that is Luke. He um, Obi Wan he goes in. I, can't, I don't know the form name, but he just, he goes into the form three. Um, stance and when he goes into the attacking stance. The, the taru stance yes he yes. starts with the two fingers forward and the lightsaber up and more says it and he switches he switches to the stance that qui-gon pulled in phantom menace when he fought more originally he switched that because he recognized that that was the way to defeat more yes he switched and it was a very clever trick and that was this was the transition to that yes 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 yeah. yes and it was though in fact, in this one, they 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 did the Suresu stance at the start. He did the two yeah, things. He did. He did. But I think he? I think I think that was the moment they chucked him for the fans. I think he quickly realised that that won't work. Mm-hmm. And then and then from there, that's the perfect metaphor for in a new hope when he sacrifices. He sees Luke and Leia together. He's fighting Vader again. He sees Luke and Leia together. It gives that weight when he sacrifices himself. Yeah. Even more, um, it, it gives it it gives it something even more because the previous time he fought Darth Vader, he was attacking Vader to protect those two. Here, his job is done. He is sacrificing himself to Vader. He is giving himself up. There's, he doesn't need to fight anymore because mm-hmm. what he's been fighting for for the last um, nineteen years has has come to fruition. Yes. He doesn't need to attack him more. He doesn't, his job is done. And he recognizes that it's time to move on and move on in that power and the force, become a force ghost and, and take a step back. His, his job is done. He's fought long enough. He, is, he protected the Jedi and the force and democracy throughout the Clone Wars, throughout, in, during the duel in Revenge of the Sith. He, he attacked four Luke and Leia in Kenobi. He attacked four Luke in Rebels, and now he gives himself up for the two of them again. So that ideal, for, and it's the culmination of the, the continuation of the Force, of, of, of all he fought for in the Clone Wars, the continuation of the Force and the Jedi, the restoration of democracy, and of all he fought when he fought Vader the second time for the, for the lives of Anakin and Padme's children for Luke and Leia. That's, that, it gives the moment that he sacrificed himself even more weight because it's the culmination of everything. No, yeah, it's so clever. Before so this clever. fight, it wasn't the combination of his protection of Luke and Leia. It was simply you know, the combination of a rival with Vader. Here, just the way he attacks Vader here brings that moment to fruition. So actually, just them using 
that form, that having Obi-Wan switch his form, if he'd gone for defence, it wouldn't have had that weight. No. Because he still would have been Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Having that attack behind him just gives it so much more. It's re- it, honestly, it's incredible when you think about it. Yeah, the sh- it, it, it somehow makes some of the canon better. Yes, it makes... It makes Obi Wan as a character, and because in A New Hope, Obi Wan's kind of a second character, like he doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. But it gives the character of Obi Wan, it gives Alec Guinness's performance so much more, mm-hmm. so much more. Even you know, kind of what um, 40, 45 years after Alec Guinness gave that performance, that yeah, moment, that moment has come to its full meaning. 45 years on and really that that is complete kudos to Deborah Chow who I think did a fantastic job directing the series especially the last episode yeah yeah because when you just when you when I watched the show I thought okay he switched that's really cool and now that I think about it, it that me, that switch just means so much did she do five did she do episode five as well right? she did she did all the episodes all, all of them okay all of them yeah I, th- I think it showed the series having a continuous director the whole way through. Yeah. I think that was good, yeah. <laughs> I, li- I like it in Mando when they change the director each episode. No, because it kind of works. For it's Mando, not, it's it like works, story. yeah. It's like little mini Yes, for Mando, it works. But for, for Kenobi, it's good that they had the same director the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was our, that was our deep dive. Into the- we, I think we spent 15 minutes on that. Did we? I think, like, 10, 15 minutes. I just want to point out, I think that is the best bit we've ever had on this podcast that me analysis too. right there me too that i, I was like oh, man i was having <laughs> such a good time there and one of the first times i've gotten excited over like analyzing yes that was actually fun <laughs> that was so cool um yeah I'm, I'm tired now that's it we're done i'm gonna retire now <laughs> let's just end the podcast here and never do another episode we'll, we'll end it on a high yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in um in Revenge of the Sith, Obi Wan had the high ground. In Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi Wan made the ground high. <laughs> oh, I was for a second. I was searching in my mind. What is he on about? I've been like the rocks. Like, he got the rocks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, one thing. Uh, when I when I saw when I saw that scene, I was thinking, wait, what does that remind me of? What does that remind me of? Rebels. When Ezra, when the Inquisitor is, uh, the Grand Inquisitor is fighting him, season one, Ezra connects with all of the little wolf creatures. Yes, in the, yeah, yeah. An abandoned base, and he puts his finger up, and all, they all go and attack the Grand yes, Inquisitor. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was what it reminded me of. Mm. And also in season four, when there are the wolves. Yes. Also yeah. in um, The Last Jedi, when they're coming out of the ice cave thing and Ray lifts all the rocks up. I mean, yeah, it's not quite the same because that's not a fight, but still, yeah. um, it's similar. The force, yeah. isn't, the force isn't just about lifting rocks, but actually. Um, <laughs> that was, I love how we just spent so long just analysing that, that, that tiny detail from the show. Yeah. I don't even care about the rest of the episode. Like, you know, the, the final two episodes were genius. I'm so, I'm so annoyed that the, um, the, the, the Qui-Gon, it got spoiled for me. Got what? The, the quiet oh, on the pins got sport for you, yeah. yeah it was coming. You know what? I sometimes um I I just I used to be scrolling through YouTube and of course I would I watched the the episodes on the day it came out. I'm not waiting till Friday. Oh come on, come on, this is Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. Um and I just see like 
random spoiler thumbnails. I'm Annoyed like, when they spoil it in their thumbnails. I'm like, yeah, and like people are watching this and they seeing this thumbnail and they haven't even seen Kenobi yet. Like, yeah. Like seriously, come on. You don't have to. You can you can make a thumbnail without spoiling it. Like, come on, guys. Honestly. Um. Yeah. No, but my because the the form of Liam Neeson appeared on screen and literally at that moment my sister walked into my room to ask me something and I was like. Get out! Liam Neeson has just appeared on screen for the first time in 25 years. Like, yeah. go away! I'm not playing with you right now. Go. Looks that much older, really? Does he? Isn't like that? No, he didn't. Old. The beard was slightly longer, as was the hair. And because he's a force ghost, you can kind of like make like, it's not yeah. hard to make it look like. He's but old. honestly, he looked good. Yeah. Liam Neeson and doesn't age. Are we going to talk about how he appeared as a force ghost? What do you mean? Have you seen Clone Wars? Oh, right, yeah, of course, because he didn't, he couldn't do it in Clone Wars, could he? No. He could only do it on Mortis. Yeah. But he said he didn't, it's because Obi-Wan was ready to see him. Because Obi-Wan had had the fight with Vader and Obi-Wan had, had found peace. Obi-Wan had finally let go. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. No, because Obi-Wan, right, Obi-Wan had finally let go of the Jedi. That fight was Obi-Wan letting go of the Jedi. Because he says, he says, right, he says to Owen, Luke needs to enjoy his childhood. He's he's going to let it happen. He wants the Jedi to come oh. back. But it's, it's, he wants the Jedi to come back, but it's not everything he's alive for now. He's simply alive for Luke and Leia being safe, right? Yeah. He's not alive. He he doesn't care at this point. He he, he wants the Jedi to come back at some point. He recognizes the need for him, but not for the Jedi's sake, for the galaxy's sake. It's not like oh, I want the Jedi to come back because the Jedi. It's like I want the Jedi to come back for the galaxy. And actually, I'm just going to protect Luke and Leia because they're Anakin and Padme's kids. Not because they're the future of the Force, because they're Anakin and Padme's kids. And that fight was him recognizing that and letting go of the dog- dogma of the Jedi. And only once he'd done that could he then see Qui Gon, because Qui Gon yes. had always been against the dogma of yes. the Jedi, right? And this was him finally letting go and really enveloping himself into the Force and what the Force wants, not the Jedi. Oh my God, that was. From the beginning, I knew where you were going, and you finally got there. I was like, "Come on!" I'm genuinely a shock right now at how like, beautifully why can't that there was be crafted. An English GCSE paper on Star Wars. Honestly, I'm genuinely like. We should have done Star Wars instead of Macbeth because it's actually a tragedy. Tra- 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 tragedy. Tragedy. We should have done. It should have been. It should have been Obi-Wan's life. Like. <laughs> That is genuinely the most tragic story in the world. Yeah. Because he because Qui-Gon was always against it. And now that Obi-Wan's finally let go of that, yeah. he can see Qui-Gon. And Obi-Wan no longer cares about the Jedi for the Jedi sake. So he cares about the Jedi for the Oh my god. I don't even know if they intended to do that, but the subtle hidden meaning of that is so, so strong. No, I don't know if they intended to do that as well. Because I I've, don't think I've they heard... did. I've heard other analyses where analyses where they think that it's because Obi Wan let go of killing Anakin. But what you said is it's very good. I don't, they probably didn't, but the way you can read into that is honestly yeah. incredible. Yeah. It I'm, makes it was so good. It makes it so good. It's like way better than. I'm genuinely like quite speechless right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to give me a minute. <laughs> Just... Oh my god! And he and he speaks to Reva, doesn't he? And he tells Reva she just needs to follow her own path, forget all the yes. force. Yeah, he's truly just. And Owen recognizes that. He says to Owen, "It's time for him to be a kid. I need to step away." Yeah. Oh my god.
That is wow. I'm actually speechless. Well, I'm not actually speechless, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Semi-speechless. That's what Hondo said. I, I think we just need to sit here and let that stew for a bit. Just let that sink in. I hope they didn't intend that. They almost certainly didn't. But the... Re- it's the, so perfect. Just, it's so it is, perfect. It is, the perfection of that for the Kenobi character. Oh my god! And also the meaning of Star Wars as a whole, because in in my opinion, the balancing of the Force isn't all about there being equal amount of dark side and light side. I think it was mm. more about taking the order away from the politics and away from the dogmatic. It's views. about following the Force. It's not about light and dark it's about what it's about the force what the force wants qui-gon was always he got into fights with the with the council because qui-gon followed the force yeah the force was what led him to anakin the force was the force was what controlled qui-gon not not the jedi the force and that is what's so key about obi-wan realizing this because it was about it's about it's not about the Jedi and the Sith. It's not about light and dark. It's about the Force and finding peace within the Force. And only when peace is found can balance occur. And actually, it almost gives... I'm going to go off on one here. Okay, I don't know if it's right. It gives another meaning to the Chosen One prophecy. Okay, work with me on this one. Bring balance to the force. The chosen one will bring balance to the force. Anakin, through his actions, right, helps Obi-Wan find balance in the force. Okay, without Obi-Wan finding that balance, Luke, Luke would never have defeated Vader. The Emperor would never have been defeated. All the rest of Star Wars would not have happened without Obi-Wan finding that balance. And Obi-Wan, at that point, was the most powerful Jedi. Right? Yoda was just some cuckoo on, on a swamp somewhere. That's true. Obi-Wan is sort of like the Grandmaster of the Jedi at that point. Yeah. The, the legendary Obi-Wan has found balance. He is a legend, really. Through Anakin. Anakin has helped balance in the most prominent of the Jedi. Well, it, work, it, it definitely does. The, the prophecy, it works on so, so many, levels. many levels. Because Luke, um, he, so many, he didn't so many follow ways. the dogmatic views of a Jedi. Yeah. He, had, he had love in he, with Leia. And... There's so many ways it can be interpreted. Yeah. And so many... So many ways that it can make sense. Yeah, that's why it's amazing. Yeah, and so many ways that, in fact, it was one of the things I like about the sequels. You may disagree with this, I don't know. Because the chosen one prophecy... We bring balance through Anakin. Through Anakin. Before the sequels, we'd always interpreted it as Anakin himself... Anakin's direct actions bring balance. But the sequels in episode nine in particular, through the return of the Emperor, 
and through Luke teaching Ray gives us a perspective of really coming through with Anakin. And I think if if my kind of brainstorming there with Obi-Wan finding balance here through Anakin, it 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 makes Anakin's journey and Anakin's impact wider. Because Anakin himself is not doing Anakin never directly brings balance to the force. It comes through him. And wow. in doing so, not only does it raise his importance, but it raises the importance of those he affects. Yeah. And I think that that word in the chosen one prophecies through is so key. And I I I know you dislike sequels, but I love how in fact they decided to play on that word through. Because before before they played on that word through, we were constrained to merely the view of Anakin and the balance of the force coming through what Anakin does. But because... Well, we, I don't know. I think... But, but, wait, let me just... Because okay, we've been okay. forced to see it through the goggles of through, in quotation marks, of through, yeah. it allows us to then... So for, here, as I did a few minutes ago, look at how Obi-Wan... Has, gets balanced through Anakin and how that then goes on to affect the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So I think then for us just to look at it as through gives it so many more layers and makes that prophecy so much more important yeah. than previously it was. And it's interesting because um, we the first time we saw the Chosen One prophecy in canon was actually 2019. April 2019, in the book Master and Apprentice, Claudia Gray, that was the first time we actually ever re- heard the heard the prophecy. Because before, how does it go? Because um, before it was only like, oh, the um, you refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the Force. I be- I I could be, I could be wrong here, but I believe. The prophecy is this one. Um, let me just find it. Um, give me a second. Um, where's the actual prophecy? Here. Um, a chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is yeah. like... The chosen one prophecy. Um, so yeah. Um, wait a sec. Mm. Uh, keep talking about something. Um. Okay. So um. Uh, should we talk about how Reva survived? The yes, stab from Anakin twice when she's a youngling. She wasn't and... stabbed. No, she, no. She, when she was a youngling, she played dead. She, she wasn't. No, she was stabbed as a youngling. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. I don't think she was. I definitely, I, um, I definitely think she was, and I'll tell you why. It was the um, the way. Okay, we did. We obviously we didn't see it actually happen, but it's the way Anakin. As when she's a youngling, she's standing above him, about to thrust his lightsaber into her, and we see um, 
Reavers as an adult react, uh, reaction to Darth Vader about to do the same thing. And we also see her face as a youngling, and it's the exact same face. And when, when she gets stabbed as a youngling, and when she gets stabbed as What an I'm adult. reading here is that... I don't know, maybe... I, I don't know. But I definitely think the way, that the way they showed young Reaver and old Reaver... Um, that young it makes it definitely seem like a young Reaver got stabbed as well. Mm. Um, because it makes more sense with what the Grand Inquisitor said. The Grand Inquisitor said the um, revenge does wonders for the will to live. To live, yeah, doesn't it? And that's with as Maul as well. We knows, saw that through Maul. And he, huh? We saw that through Maul, and we saw that through Anakin. Yeah, yeah, but he's saying that to her, knowing that she got stabbed and she survived because of um, revenge. Otherwise, that line makes no sense. Yeah. Because it says, doesn't it? Um, no, she yeah. says, he says, don't you think? He says, don't you think? Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was in Martin Prentice that we first heard the full trade on prophecy, which came out only a few months before Rise of Skywalker, which I think was probably very deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love the little scenes with Bale. Bale, Bale is honestly one of my favourite characters. That first episode where we saw Aldran, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Because Aldran's always been one of my favourite ever planets. And the yeah. fact that we actually got to saw it was so, so cool. And little Leia, oh, she's so cute. Like, oh. Yeah, what I think is kind of stupid out is her like godlike ability to run away and not be caught by a. That's what I thought. For a <laughs> ten year old, she's incredibly fast. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, she's running away from like three trained and paid yes hunters. Whatever, um, hunters. But I guess because they they had to make sure they didn't kill her, didn't they? So. Well, yeah, but they should be able to catch her at least. One thing that was significant i thought is though it does have repercussions for a new hope because when everyone dies only like luke's upset oh yeah Leia doesn't really seem to care yeah yeah <laughs> but i guess that... she did she even see him yes oh. briefly okay you know she she saw him die yeah but i guess that it, that's supposed to be more of a reflection on Leia, as in Leia's kind of Leia's selflessness she's She's, also, she's, she's a lot more mature yeah. than Luke. Luke at that point is still very juvenile. And like the has been fighting for the rebellion. For yeah, in a new hope, Luke is still very juvenile. Leia's yeah. been fighting in the rebellion for five, six years at that point. Yeah. And she had the that adventure in Kenobi when she was 10. Luke, you know, at the start of the like, oh, I want to go to Toshi Station. Oh, you never let me do anything. Oh, I want to, you know, go to go into the Imperial Academy. You know, he's very moany in the first one. Oh, yeah. He wanted to go into the Imperial Academy. I was watching yeah. A New Hope and he said something else. Yeah. Because that didn't well, exactly coincide with it. Well, at that point, he was just, that was just kind of the dumb thing, wasn't it? It was just like the standard thing, just going to the Imperial Academy. Yeah. It wasn't like unusual. Um, yeah, but I guess it, 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 there's, that then makes it a reflection of Leia's selflessness and maturity, mm. which is really interesting, I thought. Um, I would have liked to see slightly more on um, how Leia got back to order on, but I don't think that's massively important. 
Um, I, I thought. What, I th- what do you I th- mean? I mean, like, I know, she I just thought, escaped. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I um, I I liked the introduction of of that that group of rebels of the path. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Of how and how I hope we see them in maybe like Fallen Order too. I think was, we would definitely see the main the fact, main guy. The no, because I sequence. saw yes, uh, Ro- Rogan or something. Yeah. Because I saw in an Instagram post something like one of the names on the wall has, has been identified as Cal Calcestis. Oh really? Yeah, in you know in the room they were in in episode three or something that's been identified yeah. as Calcestis. So maybe we'll see that in uh, number two. That's okay. Yeah. Um, we probably need to wrap up soon because the meeting thing's about to end itself. Um. So yeah, that is we we both love Kenobi. You love Kenobi. I love Kenobi. Do you love Kenobi? Joe. Joe loves Kenobi. Um, I don't know where he's gone. Must have been a tech problem. But yeah, anyway, five out of five. Loved it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, really helps us out. Thank you so much. Uh, we will see you next time uh, on In the HQ. May the Force be with you.